Hello and welcome to Bored and Sassy. I'm Val. And I'm Sam. And we're here to bring you Disney news, discussion, and opinions with a sassy grown-up bent. Today we're going to talk about why we've been on hiatus, uh, It's a Small World, Descendants, and more silly shit. So hey, we're back! We're back! <laughs> Again, after another hiatus. Hooray! Uh, so we had, we explained the first hiatus was like partly doing a musical and partly some medical stuff. And this hiatus was purely due to the medical stuff. Uh, I don't know how much detail you want to get into, Sam. Yeah, so... <laughs> Sam had cancer. Yeah, I I had being uh, past tense being important. I had cancer. Um, the good news is that it's literally the most treatable kind of cancer. It's like one of the highest right. possible survival rate ones. Um, and uh, the initial remover removal surgery um, seems to have been all there was to it. Um, and now I basically just get to do the whole normal thing where you go get scans and. Uh, do some blood screenings regularly just to just to make sure that there's no recurrence. So um, mostly this was not like I was, you know, super sick and in bed and, you know, like... <laughs> I mean, just, you were like a little bit after uh, surgery, but right, not even that right. much. But yeah. this was this was more, you know, it's, it's hard to, you know, focus on producing something like this um, when you've got that kind of thing sort of hanging over you. So we figured it made sense to wait until we got... Uh, sort of a clear understanding of what things uh, actually looked like and what it meant for my life. And um, things are really good. Uh, yep. We are we are excited to be back and as excited as ever to be doing this. Yeah. We were just like in limbo, weird limbo between like mid-May and like literally this morning. So yep. uh, it was this morning that we finally kind of got the all clear. We're recording on a Monday uh, and... This Monday morning, this is when we got the kind of cool things are good. You're assuming I'm going to edit the podcast this week. That seems really <laughs> bold. So. It's Monday, August 5th, and Sam doesn't have cancer anymore. <laughs> All right. So our first topic today... Sam told me, and then I checked the source on. <laughs> uh, it's a small world is adding IP. Except the source is Walt Disney World News Today, so who fucking knows how true it is. And first off, this is this is annoying to me because I can't trust stuff that I see in passing as being reliably sourced because 99% of what shows up on my like Google Discover feed and also like other other related articles is WDWNT. Well, and if you find an article that's not WDWNT, right. you click it and they source WDWNT. Right. So it's so, like I told my phone not to show me that shit anymore. But you still get it indirectly. Right. Yeah, but you still get it right. basically secondhand. The basically the rumor is that they would add the Mary Blair stylized versions that are already in Disneyland. Um into the ride which would be fine from our perspective because they were fine in disneyland like it wasn't obtrusive right. they were a different style than the core characters but it was fine like it was like cool there's some ip in here but it wasn't like like plastic action figures or anything right also this rumor doesn't seem like a stretch because i think you know val you certainly love 
small world. I love, it. love a small world, not nearly as much as Val, but I will go every trip. I'm not one of those people who's like, keep me away from that. I accidentally It'll be stuck got it stuck forever. in my head earlier today, like out of nowhere. Like I wasn't watching anything that it was in or listening. And this to was before I had brought it up. This even, was before probably. you had brought it yeah. up. I just got it stuck in my head in the middle of the work day. Yep. But my thing is, I, I have no problem with this. And it's also a... Um, while it's not a terribly well substantiated rumor, um, it it I, I buy it. Like yeah, it could I, be I think possible. it's pretty they likely. Did it. Right. They, that's the thing is that they've already done it. It's not crazy. It's not a stretch to think that yeah. they would bring it to um, their bigger park. Yeah. Um, I think also I'm excited about this from the perspective of uh, being able to keep a ride that we love and that is very very high throughput um, and give it something a little bit extra um maybe not permanently but you know it's something something different to see yeah. uh, in a ride that is for the most part pretty static yeah. um but still but still fun so that maybe the people that don't ride it as often or uh, actively dislike it will be like you know what I'm curious about this yeah. I want to I want to go spotting character cuz that was kind of the fun for me there was sort of this where's waldo aspect of yeah. it not that it was terribly hard with the number that they added in Disneyland but there's this aspect of like ooh where's where's uh, a character I recognize yeah. you know yeah, it's, it's kind of fun you said other parks and it reminded me that I totally missed the boat by not adding epic universe to our topic list but then I remembered I also don't fucking care about universal <laughs> <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Dunked. Uh, yeah, I think I, 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 this is a rumor that I would not be upset if it came true, but I also like, I don't think maybe we didn't cover that as well. Maybe we did when we talked about Walt Disney World news today and how they fucked shit up by like the rumors are stupid. The rumors do also impact their credibility. And so right. now we're in that place where it's just like, well, maybe this might happen and maybe it won't. And like he'll post his, all these things he was right about, but that doesn't matter if you're you're actively posting bullshit. Well, and this is this is some of the problem too. It's a little bit of the the classic boy who cried wolf situation right. in that even if the intent of, for instance, the country bears rumor, um, and what was the other one? Tiki room. Tiki room. Um, even if both of those were basically just bait to force, uh, not that you can ever force Disney to do anything, but in the hopes that Disney would address them because people like Val and I are scared of oh, the yeah. concept Actively of Tiki room going away, going away because, yeah. um, again, even more special for Val than for me, but, but Tiki room is really, really special. Yeah. And it's also like, it is the most waltz hands of anything at Disney World, it feels like. Yeah. So, um, because it's such... I mean, that and, and like, um, Peter Pan. Yeah, that feels the most. Know. Yeah, that feels the most. But, but I, I do think... Yeah, I, I think even if he was doing it... You're saying if he was baiting Disney to address... Right, right. Concerns that's still, people have. That's still a problem. Because people have those concerns. Because right, then... Yeah. Uh, when he presents things as fact, even if he notes that it's a rumor or doesn't list right. a clear source, um, he's still reporting on things as if they're fact. Um, and uh, if you, you know, have people looking at headlines and they are clearly just bait and not right. fact, um, or again, like a well substantiated rumor is is fine. And you know what? Benefit of the doubt, it's entirely possible that these well, were rumors from a source and the source was right, the Right, but it doesn't one, it but, doesn't matter anyway. Right. Like I don't want to go through a whole thing right. again about this whole situation with him, but 
it does mean that now anything that you post as a rumor, I'm going to be like, that's probably not true. Right. So right. that's all. So it goes. But regardless, um, I don't think either of us would be at all uh, upset about this. I think I think we'd both be excited, if anything, uh, if this came to pass. Um, and I, I think it's cool. I'm curious if there would be different things that weren't at Disneyland that uh, may be added to this because they're newer. Who knows? Our second topic today is Descendants. <laughs> because, oops, oops, I love Descendants. Uh, <laughs> Give us the backstory, Val, on, uh, on your relationship with Descendants. Uh, so I didn't have one until like this past weekend. I, although I think a few months ago I was like telling you that we should probably watch. Yeah. We should probably Yeah, we had, we had, had it on our list of like, right, like, oh right. yeah, they're actually kind of fun. It's really cool. We'll watch them eventually. And I didn't, we, I don't even remember how we decided to watch the first one. Was it just on? I, I think, I think it was on because Descendants 3 was right. Soon, and I was so. like, oh, I guess I'll finally get a chance to watch this. And I fucking love, so first so, of all, I rewind, lo- rewind first. Val is inherently skeptical of anything that has Maleficent as a character in it that is not the original film. Right. So there are two two important notes about Descendants. One is that I'm very protective of Maleficent as a character because she is hands down my absolute favorite Disney villain because unlike literally every single other one, her motivation is purely being evil and making other people miserable. You, If you wanted, I will debate anyone. If someone wants to get me on their podcast, I will debate the hell out of you. She is the purest Disney villain out there. I have loved her forever since I was a kid. Um, and so I very much am, am skeptical of things that depict her. I, you know, the Maleficent film that came out years ago, we went to the theater and he was embarrassed because I was sinking down visibly into my seat. Like she was, she was shaking. I thought she was going to burn down the theater. I was so mad pulling my sweatshirt over my head. Like I was so fucking mad. Cause I was like, give anyone else a backstory. She's just evil. But anyway, so so anyway, so the, you would expect that a film that is all about her daughter not really being evil or whatever, like, wouldn't get me. And, like, wacky Maleficent wouldn't get me. Bitch, you'd be wrong. She, <laughs> Kristen Chenoweth is hilarious. Like, huh, it's Kristen Chenoweth, so it helps. The thing, the, re, the thing, the reason that this film doesn't bother me, I'm going to stutter through this because I'm so obsessed with the stupid movies. Um the reason it doesn't bother me is it's not trying to be a retelling or give Maleficent a backstory or that kind of thing. It's an alternate universe. Like it's a high school alternate universe live journal role play. It's not right. meant to be a serious thing. And, and despite that, it's also more true to the original character than <laughs> eh. the Maleficent film in some ways. That's true. Because, because it wasn't, it wasn't sob story Maleficent. Right. She was it still was, evil. She just like, happened just to sing like, also. Right. Yeah. And and yeah. she retains her evilness through the Descendants series. Right. As far as we know. She's just kooky. Um, but it, it's... So that's like the first big thing for me that, that kind of surprised me and him about why I liked it. The other thing you have to understand is I love Dove Cameron. <laughs> My niece loves Livin' Maddie. 
and like was last year uh, while I wasn't working, she was over during like February break and like other, like before summer camp, I, there was like a week or two where I took her to summer camp every day and she'd come over at like quarter of seven in the morning when I was like, I'm half asleep. And I just put Liv and Maddie on while I was still mostly asleep. I'm really good at babysitting. And I loved Dove Cameron. Like I really liked her in that show. She grew on me. Um, I thought she was fun and, and she's, you know, the main character of these films. And she legitimately, like she puts on a good performance and I love her. And she's also like a good little human on Twitter and shit. Um, so anyway, so those are the two things that like sort of colored this is like, I was going into it already liking her and also obviously Kathy Najimy and obviously Kristen Chenoweth. Um, and then on, on top of that, you add to it sort of like this generation of Mouseketeer, basically, yeah, where you just yeah. have these like absurdly charismatic yeah. kids. Like poor Cameron Boyce, who like had been in a ton of different right. Disney Channel shows. Right. Like, that's the thing is a lot of these kids are people who I didn't know, but who have come up through like Disney Channel TV shows. And right. Basically really the generation talented. of shows that, that was just a little bit too late for us yeah. to have really been yeah. into them. And they're like, they're the, the thing is the kids in them are really talented. The adults are really talented. Um, the, the costumes, they have so much fun with the design of these things. And like, I know it's so that they can sell fucking 27 different versions of a Mal doll. Like I know that, but I love them anyway, because they just, they play with color and they actually do it really smart, like in really smart ways. I don't want to spoil Descendants 3, um, but there was a very particular costume shift that happened for Mal part of the way through that was like relatively subtle, but that spoke to a reveal that happened. And I feel like it's just like, they are more thoughtful than they need to be in a decom that's made for kids. The music is fun. There was one just absolutely killer song in this one. I mean, there were, there were a few like, in my like, opinion. There were, yeah, there were a few. Actually, that's true. There were a there, few. There, there are some my bangers. Favorite, my, <laughs> club there bangers. are some bops. My, yeah, there are some serious bops. These songs slap. Um, but there was, I mean, the dance numbers are fun. I don't know how much slap there is, but. There are know. a lot of slap. The dance numbers are fun. Like, it's just a good, they're just good, fun movies. And, like, the thing that I like about them, too, is that they go. Like, they make some really good societal points. Like, it's this whole, who do we decide is bad? Who do we decide is good? Like, there's also casually representation. Like, there are fat girls in that crowd. There's always at least one girl in a wheelchair who gets seen in each of the film. Like, each of the films right. have at least one. Just like, right. in, and as not, part not of the Not as, crowd. like, a contrived plot right. point like or something. Right, just part of the crowd. Again, right. just like, the, there's, like, fat kids and whatever. Like, they're just, there's... There are different people represented, but again, it, the the whole point of these films is like, who do we decide is bad? Who do we think of as bad? Um, and the uh, one of the things that I think works really well is like it flips a lot of narratives on their heads. And there's also this understanding, like there's there are social messages in these films, and like Duff Cameron was like not arguing, but like politely disagreeing with people on Twitter who were like, why would we bring pot? Like somebody said, you know, Hey, this is a really good message for right now. And like some woman was like, can we keep politics out of Disney movies? And Dove Cameron was like, I mean, like, when are you going to start talking to your kids about this stuff? Like, and it, it's, her, her response was so measured it was and mature. So measured. Like, I would have just I been was, like, fuck you, Brenda. It makes me wonder, honestly, if, if, 
these stars end up like going through some kind of Disney like PR training to know how to engage with fans. I don't or think something, so because a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of these younger ones are pretty free with what they say on Twitter. Yep, it's true. Um, and it, she just, but she, I think, is just that kind of person yeah. where like she comes yeah. across that way anyway. She seems to be pretty thoughtful. Um, and I just like there really is, especially when we have like kids in cages at the border, like this film felt really good. That's a train. There's the um, train. Felt It felt really good because it's about not doing that. It's about understanding that the people that you think of as others are not necessarily as different from you as you would think that they are. And it did a good job too of highlighting some of the ways that people react because of fear. And there's this whole line about like, how you can't let fear dictate what you're doing. And it's just, it, it, it they're just beautiful. And Mal has purple hair. And Evie is the sweetest. And I love Sophia Carson. And it's, I don't know why. As far as the message goes too, like they even just take it to the extreme in that this is not like, you know, some, some narrative where the villains are not actually villains and they're just misunderstood. Like the actual villains, yeah. the parents of the villain they're kids bad. are legit bad yeah they've um, done bad things they still but want to do bad it things. acknowledges that first off the children of these villains shouldn't be punished for their parents crimes hmm. huh interesting <sighs> that they are truly innocents yep. that are just victims of their circumstances yep. um and then secondly also sort of preaches a message of forgiveness and also that literally anyone can change and right. also that People who are, you know, raised by inherently good people, by heroes, by, you know, whatever, can still be can capable also take of that. that turn. So, yeah. And you've you know, seen that from the beginning. Like, that's the thing is that, again, not to get too spoiler, but the first one, like, you saw how awful, 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 awful Audrey was. Like, she's like Aurora's granddaughter or, or no, Aurora's daughter. And she's so... She's just a spoiled, mean brat. And like, right. you get to see some of that. Like, they they like to play with those themes and I really like it. And Sam also pointed out that, like, it's a film series that's about the girls. Like, the boys are there. The oh, four, yeah. the main four are two boys and two girls. But like, it is about Mal and the two female, like the women lead, basically. And, and honestly, like the main antagonist in the second one is Uma, who's Ursula's daughter. Like, it's right. all... It's all about the girls. And like, I get that DCOMs are kind of for girls, but it's still really nice having like well, right. girl movies. Like it's just, they're kicking ass. All they're the driving the, the plot. And like the reverse Bechtel test, like is not really passed because like the literal king is really just a love interest. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the exactly. the supporting boys to make the, the genders matched in in the main four are like the comedy yeah. like they're the comic relief and like they drive some plot but again oh, yeah. they're they're like kind of they're more like sidekicks they're to supporting the characters yeah, right yeah, yeah. um and most of the action occurs around the female characters even including like the the plot is still driven by supporting characters, but more often than not, those supporting characters are also the female characters. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's her name? The fairy godmother's 
Daughter. Jane, duh. Yeah, God. right. So like she's heavily involved. Yeah, <laughs> you said what's, sorry. Your, what's her name? And I was like, what's my name? What's my name? Say it louder. <laughs> but no, not Uma. Uh, Jane. Yeah, Jane. Well, exactly. That's the thing is there are a lot of female supporting characters too. And like Evie is also like, I, I love Mal because Dove Cameron, but Evie is also great because Mal kind of is this like, she's insecure about everything. So she can kind of lash out a lot. Um, and Evie is like this just sweet, loving presence. Like she is just the most giving, loving, understanding. Like I love her character. And if you had told told me that based on her character in the first film, I was going to like her like at all. Like she, or sorry, at the beginning of the first film, I was just like, oh, cool. Okay. Like we have the playing dumb girl. Like who's, is she, may she might actually be stupid. Like I don't what, like it wasn't the character she had at the beginning of the first film. I would not have thought that I liked her as much as I did, but she became basically like just a, a leader in a calmer, more understanding and loving way than Mal. Like Mal still was a lot more like, yeah, she's a little bit hot headed. I'm going to be a dragon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, bring it back because most of you have no idea what we're talking about. Um, (laughs) Watch them. They're fun. One of the things that I also have to say sort of in support of them, and this is a real challenge for me with a lot of content targeted more at younger audiences, is that in a lot of them, the humor tends to be uh, a couple of things. One is uh, at someone's expense. And the other is uh, exceedingly awkward. It's usually like some dumb misunderstanding leads to like relationship strife or something like mm. that. And I really struggle with uh, awkward Sam humor as like, like awkward plot humor. points. Um, and they managed to do a really good job of, you know, there are always some elements of that anytime you're dealing with like, this is set in high school. Yeah. Um, but they didn't draw them out and they also didn't, like there was no like punching down at people as a as a big piece of the way that it, it functioned, you know, um, there was definitely some of the like, you know, Oh, look at these villain kids. They've got nothing. Um, but that was, that was sort of all exposition setting the the stage for the, the social context that they were entering into and never like a, let's just make people feel bad about their circumstances because we've got time to fill kind of thing. So overall, I thought it was a, a pretty responsible series. It's a series that I think, uh, would be fun for, people, uh, children and otherwise to watch. Um, and like Val said, like the costumes were fun. It was oh, yeah. visually, visually, it was visually real really fun. fun. There were a couple like, the songs are like there were a couple upbeat. like Buffy the Vampire Slayer level of special effects in there, but Look, definitely, decom, definitely, okay? right. Well, and, and that's <laughs> like some of that is expected, but they also, they didn't, they didn't try to hide what it was. Like they didn't right. try to pretend that it was some huge budget right. thing. They just worked well with what they had yeah. and it was fun and it was fun to look at. Yeah. It was fun to listen to. It was fun to look at. It was fun to listen to. They did, they did a good job. Like they got talented folks to work on it and it really was like I did not expect to enjoy them as much as I did and I've literally watched Descendants 3 twice already and like a half because I keep catching it on and it's on every single night this week at 8 o'clock so I'm probably (laughs) going to watch it more times also and I am also um, I don't know that one might be out before we get this one out but uh, I'm uh, supposed to be going on a uh, another podcast uh, this week to record about Descendants 3 to do kind of a little roundtable. So um, we will let you know if that all works out and comes to pass, which I'm expecting it will. Um, but 
I don't want to jinx things because I've never been a guest <laughs> on someone else's podcast Ooh. before. So, um, yeah, but it's honestly, guys, like just watch it, give it a chance. Like they're just really fun ways to engage I, with the story. I enjoyed them way more than I expected to because I mean, in to be clear, like I like what are typically considered chick flicks and stuff like that. Like I'm not, I'm not a stranger to, you know, uh, like set in high school kind of targeted at girls, uh, media, but, um, I expected these to be kind of beneath me. Um, and I thought they were fun. He's literally watching the worst witch on Netflix. Uh, okay. Right you now, don't need to so... tell everybody that <laughs> share my shame. Why don't you? It's not shame. No, That's the I'm thing. just it's kidding. Like it's, but it, but it is, it, it's one of those things where like, it, there are little things that are enjoyable in it to everyone. There's some really good dancing, like Riley from Letterkenny's and two or three. Oh my two goodness, we didn't even mention that. Yeah, yeah. like there's, there's and, and the funny thing is, he's basically he's just, just alternate Riley. universe yeah, Riley. Yeah, he's just Riley in where, a leather vest. Yep, he's Gaston's yep. kid. Like it's it's hilarious. <laughs> but I but I do I do I really think that there's something for a lot of people in it. And like there are certainly folks who'd be like, oh, this isn't fun. But honestly, like. Let down your guard. Let down your expectations of like what good movies are. But just let yourself have fun with it. And I think you'd enjoy them. Now that we've started our new Descendants 3 podcast, <laughs> I think it's time for the silly shit in Disney films corner. Today's topic, why the fuck is an octopus preparing sushi at Harryhausen's in Monsters, Inc.? How sadistic is that? Also, we, we haven't really covered, like, what, what do monsters eat? Mostly garbage. Like, you see right. them eating garbage in um, uh, la, 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 la. Monsters University. There's, like, the, the lunch yeah. lady and she just dumps the garbage can but like i mean you see there's like a guy selling melons and shit when they're walking on the way there like it's not on the way to work in monsters inc right 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 the fuck why is it it's literally and it's not like an octopus looking monster it just looks like a giant octopus right it's an actual ass octopus like that just happens to breathe air outside of the water it's oh and it's literally preparing sushi okay i've I've got my theory he's got it um what makes it a monster is that it prepares sushi. <laughs> so otherwise it would just be an oxygen breathing octopus. But it's the fact that its profession is to slice up aquatic creatures and feed them to people that makes it Because I like I really like octopus sushi. Like, it was just like, what the fuck is happening there? Why did you choose? And like I suppose probably they chose it because it fits the theme of like, oh, it's sushi. But like, and it's, just, well, and it's kind of funny. It's like, like, it's kind of perverse, and that's as perverse as you can get. Yeah, in and it's like perverse. I suppose in a way that like adults are gonna get and right. kids aren't because right. like, kids are just gonna be Mom? like, right? Oh yeah, sushi, whatever. Yeah, if sushi? they even catch what it is, you know. Um, but yeah, then the adults are like, eh? <laughs> wait a minute. I mean. I don't know if the adults are or like if it's just us because <laughs> I've watched that movie so fucking many times. Well, and also I was thinking about it. It runs into some of the same challenges as Zootopia, like we've talked about before, in that um, how does that society function? Like think about, for instance, there was that absolutely enormous monster 
shown briefly on the street where all you yes. could see was its foot. What does that eat? Yeah. Like whole monsters. landfills? Does yeah. it go through a huge door <laughs> to the human world and eat landfills? Yeah. Where, uh... Can we get one of those to eat landfills? Like, please? <laughs> please? Also, like, what? yeah, what what, what does it do? Because it's clearly too big to be a scarer, but, like, it's gi- what is its job? Okay. okay, I've got a theory. It's a construction worker. Okay. I've got a theory. <laughs> that it's a demon. There is another scaring factory, and that one is responsible for opening... Very large doors to scare planes in their hangars. <laughs> because it's actually the same universe as cars and planes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Or that, alternately, that... JJ the jet plane. What? <laughs> Clearly, Val has this forgotten her lore. Attention. Yeah, it's it's the it's the jet plane spinoff. <laughs> show i don't think i really watched much thomas the tank engine i believe anyway i presume it had the same kind of creepy face (laughs) sorry thomas fans (laughs) as as thomas the tank engine but the only reason that i know thomas the tank engine song is because of fucking uh sfm bullshit so if you don't know what we're talking about then google sfm we like to party (laughs) (laughs) and just watch the video because uh Video game stuff. Yeah. What was it? Was it part of a video game or was SFM so separate? It was using it was using the engine from, from Team like Fortress Team Fortress too. and yeah yeah yeah. Um, and that's it's weird, you guys. But that but like that's the reason that I think about Thomas the Tank Engine a lot because they made some real choice bullshit meme videos with uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. Anyway. Anyway. We went way off topic. Sorry. Octopus. Rewinding. (laughs) JJ the Jet Plane. uh, Cars and Planes Universe. Scaring Hangers. Giant Monster. Giant Monster. What what is its profession? Um, Yeah, Monsters, Inc. is kind of a a fascinating film in that it doesn't really need to follow any rules. No. um, Which is is okay. Like, I, I kind of appreciate that there are Universes like that, um, and again, uh, you've noticed how much it comes up in our silly shit in Disney corner, um, but Zootopia is kind of like that too, where like you can't reasonably be expected to close yeah. all of the holes yeah. in a universe like that. But it's fun Because to it's just, like, it's not possible. There's too, yeah. it's too, too much. Yeah. Um, and it would be really, it would make the universe terrible if you tried. So, yeah, that's true. Um, but it's still funny to think about because... Uh, they do such a good job of giving you like a sweeping pass through a universe where you get little glimpses of it. And then the more you think about them, the more questions yeah, they raise. Yeah, exactly. And this, you know, the sushi example was just one of those. Also, like, do they go fishing in the, like, are there monster fisher people? There must be. There must be. Who knows? Write in and tell us if you <laughs> know where they get the sushi for... The monster world of Monsters, Inc. That's all we have for this week. Thank you for bearing with us through our hiatus situation. Um, Thank thank you for joining us for our new Descendants podcast. Yeah, we have a website, boredandsassy.com, with a contact form that you can click to, and you can send us feedback about any of the stupid shit we talked about. You can send us questions if you want. We're, you know, a few months out from a Disney World trip right now. How many Um, days, Val? 
Uh, it's on my phone, but I think we're we're close to Fast Pass Day. Uh, 100 days. We are 100 days from a trip to Walt Disney World. <laughs> um, so that's, you know, we love to talk about planning trips and all that kind of shit. We're getting increasingly excited for Galaxy's Edge, despite having figured we'd just avoid it because it's just too fucking cool. Right. Um, so, yeah. Use you mean our... too crowded? What did I say? It's cool. It's no, I also said that. We're getting increasingly... Wait. Whatever. What I meant was we were saying we weren't going to go because it was going to be too crowded. But yes. now we're excited because it sounds too fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. I said what I was trying to say was we were going to avoid it, but we're excited because it's so fucking cool. Yes. And the avoid it because of crowds was implied. And I have a brain and speak English. And um, we'll, we'll talk again about that, I'm sure, in yeah, the podcast but basically, before like, we get there. But we'll, we'll be going in November and um, we love to talk about planning. So if you have any like planning stuff that you want to talk about or whatever, or questions about the parks, you can, again, use the contact form on our website or we have a Twitter, which is at bored and sassy and is spelled out because you can't do ampersands on Twitter. Um, that's really all I think that we have for this week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening and bearing with us and go watch descendants. Wee. Bye. Bye. Test recording, test recording. These two gum shoes are picking up the trash. There's no place too big, no place too small. If you need help, just call Ch-Ch-Ch-Chippendale. Rescue Rain, Ch-Ch-Ch-Chippendale. When there's danger.